first episode of Back Channel, where we'll be interviewing talent professionals who are helping the fastest growing companies place their leadership teams. Today, I have Sam Jacola from Craft Ventures. Sam, how's it going? Yeah, doing well, Mike. Happy to be part of the first episode. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's start with some background. Tell us a little bit about you. A little bit of, like many people, probably in a, uh, an eclectic background. I spent most of my 20s uh, recruiting in kind of a much different world uh, in manufacturing, uh, specifically on kind of hourly like production and labor roles. And then I've been in San Francisco for the last 10 plus years. I originally moved down here uh, to sell software for kind of a mid mid-stage startup. And then the last eight plus years has been either working directly for founders kind of as an internal recruiter or working with founders uh, for five and a half years at TrueSearch uh, on the exec search side. Um, and now, you know, joining Kraft over the last three months or so. Great. So give us a little background about Kraft and your role as talent partner. Yeah. So um, we are uh, a four-year-old VC uh, with uh, David Sachs and Jeff Fleur as our general partners. Um, historically, we've invested in uh, seed and Series A companies, but we also just recently announced a growth fund. So we're starting to write some larger checks into B and C companies, which has been cool. And then, you know, the the sectors that we are starting to be really well known for are kind of bottoms up or product led growth SaaS businesses, uh, which David runs kind of that practice. And then marketplace businesses is the other side of the coin, which you know some are B two C, some are B two B two C. Uh, and that's where Jeff kind of uh, is has expertise in. We've got about two billion under management uh, and about 140 portfolio companies. So uh, it's certainly an exciting place to be, and and starting to see some pretty strong momentum in our our first couple of funds. And then I'm you know again about three months into uh, building the talent function here. The role has been pretty holistic around helping founders, portfolio companies think through. Uh, you know, kind of everything from from the people and talent front. Sometimes this presents itself in a very clear way where it's a, you know, hey, we've got a, a very key hire that we'd like to talk to you about and, and maybe you can make some introductions. And then other times it's kind of more one-off around job specking, leveling, compensation, you know, search firm recommendations. Uh, there's some HRE type stuff coming at me, which is certainly new based on my mostly TA background. And there's a lot of consistencies in the day to day, but there's always new requests coming my way uh, as well. So excited to to be here. Sure. Yeah. And zooming in just a bit, you know, specifically, how are you working with these portfolio companies? Yeah, well, so so being uh, three months in, I'm still figuring out, you know, how how uh, we're going to go about uh, building this. And, and up until last week, I was a one person talent team you know, across 140 portfolio companies. Um, we just had two people join the team last week. So pretty excited about that. In general, uh, I spend a lot of time, you know, speaking directly with founders and portfolio companies, hiring managers about, you know, their hiring strategy and, and frankly, ways to accelerate their hiring in a very competitive market. Uh, so it's, it's fun from that perspective. And then from a priority hiring perspective, a lot of these conversations are kind of around like key leadership roles uh, across, you know, many and, and any functions or, you know, mid to senior level kind of technical or sales hiring. Those seem to be kind of the hottest areas in our, our portfolio companies. And then sometimes it's about more of like org chart and org design. Uh, sometimes it's about, you know, building a recruiting function or, or helping think through how to build a recruiting function, whether that's an internal only ap approach, bringing in, you know, kind of external resources, 
So when you say holistic, you mean holistic. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fun from that perspective, right? Like coming from either internal or, you know, search side, it, you know, you roll up your sleeves, you're doing what you do, you can do to, to fill roles. And, you know, ideally that's probably a lot of what we're trying to do, uh, but we're spread uh, a little thin. So it's not, it, it's been a little bit of a mindset shift, frankly, around, you know, being very advisory as opposed to being very, you know, hands-on getting the search done, if you will. Yeah. And congrats on the new role, especially building out the team. You know, we've seen this talent partner function really take off recently. I'm, I'm curious your point of view around what kind of value you think that the, the talent function adds to the, the VC and its portfolio companies. Yeah. So I think in, you know, in general, you know, VCs are, are obviously looking at ways to differentiate themselves. Um, I think there's much more that founders are looking to VCs for other than just capital. If you look at the ways in which VC-backed companies are succeeding or not, I think talent is a, uh, if it's not the top, it's gotta be a top two, you know, reason of why companies are, are succeeding or, or not. So the combination of those two areas, I think, is what's driving, you know, such an insurgence of talent partners, you know, at different VCs, and even, you know, at times driving the size of the talent team. So uh, personally, I. I think it's super interesting to see how VCs are going about building kind of their their operating teams, which we kind of define as like the value add within the current uh, portfolio and investments. So, and I think it's it's super interesting to see you know such a such an insurgence of you know people in these roles, right? Like, I think you have kind of like the OG talent partners and like a Jamie Bot at Sequoia, Jeff Stump uh, at Andreessen, Dan Portillo. Uh, who was previously at, at Greylock. And then you have kind of this second cohort of firms that were like still early adopters on the talent front. And then it feels like there's this like third wave of hires uh, at either like newer funds, like at Kraft, we've been around for, you know, about four years or kind of legacy funds that are just getting on board with with the talent function. But I think it's been cool to see uh, such buy-in at the VC level, but also to be a part of like a very new community for me. And it's been a very welcoming group of of folks. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And you have to believe that talent is now definitely the number one priority. I mean, when we look at our data, we're seeing more open executive searches than ever before. Executive compensations through the roof and searches are taking a very long time. I'm curious, you know, you're new in your role, but, you know, what challenges are you facing right out of the gate? If, it, if I'm looking at it through the lens of kind of, you know, exec search, um, I, I think the biggest challenge I'm I'm seeing is, a lot of the top tier VC firms, or at least the ones that I <laughs> consider top tier, you know, it seems like a lot of them are kind of at or above capacity. So I've, I've spoken with a lot of exec search partners over the last few months that are, you know, four to six weeks out, even from being able to launch anything new. So that's been a, an interesting challenge for sure. And it's, it's actually not just limited to the exec search world. So um, that's obviously where I'm coming from. It's, it's, you know, a part of the role is is introducing exec search firms, but I also think it's it's trickling down to like the contingent or kind of more mid level recruiting agencies. And frankly, if a contingent firm is not taking on additional work, I feel like that's yeah. you know, if that isn't the sign of a extremely tight market, I'm not sure what is. And I think it's also a challenge um, above and beyond just capacity constraints to know who like the great up and coming firms are uh, or people to know. There's not like necessarily a 
uh, great market map out there for something like this. Although <laughs> it isn't a terrible idea probably for us to build that at, at craft with the, the team. I mean, getting to know the ecosystem and who's really, really strong in each either functional area or, you know, kind of industry in general is a, is a pretty important part of, you know, being able to vet firms out. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You say that someone from our, our talent partner community mentioned that the tables have turned quite a bit where they used to be doing the ghosting now the the firms and the candidates are the ones doing the ghosting. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a Michael Scott, you know, turntables joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the issues. I'm I'm curious, like, how are you getting creative in resolving the issues and addressing them? I mean, certainly, you know, hiring um, Hannah and Mikkel, who I who I mentioned on the team to like try to expand our our bandwidth uh, is one area that I think we're uh, you know we're investing in the talent team. Craft, right? We'll we'll probably end up bringing a couple other people onto the team. So I'm, that was certainly part of my excitement about Craft and and just seeing the buy-in to the talent function in general. And then I, I may have like briefly touched on this, but I have spent a lot of time and frankly much more time than I thought I would getting to know search firm partners specifically. You know, again, exact and then more of kind of the either contingent or hourly or kind of embedded model type type firms. And you know, we we our, our firm uh, in general has historically invested in seed and series A. So I didn't necessarily think that that was going to be as big of a part of the role, but we do have also uh, a growth fund now. So, you know, a lot of those firms are, are looking for and asking for search firm recommendations. So, you know, in general, I, I'm familiar with who I would consider kind of the big players in, in BC exec search, whether it's true uh, SBNB, Diversa, Riviera, um, but I've also spent a lot of time getting to know the up and coming firms that that maybe aren't just quite as as brand recognizable, right? Like so I've gotten to know a woman named Paige Robinson over at Will Reed. I've gotten to know De Winter Group a little bit. Um, I've gotten to know a guy named Ben Jacksich that I think highly of from from Husk Talent. So that's been an interesting part. Again, probably not something I foresaw. I probably thought that would be like five percent of what I did, but it's probably closer to like fifteen or twenty. And you know, also building building relationships with these people is a big part of it, right? Like I think I think these folks, to your point, can kind of like pick and choose who they want to work with. And yeah, certainly that ultimately is going to happen at kind of the founder level, but they also are doing that at the VC level. So that's that's interesting. And a little bit of a pivot to the question, but like the competitive nature of the market is is one reason why I've spent so much time there. But I think there's there's also at the earlier stage, like there's these larger check sizes coming in uh, at earlier rounds than we've ever seen, which is frankly increasing the need to hire uh, and accelerating the need to hire. So where, you know, a lot of founders would roll up their sleeves and, and want to get this done on their own, I'm, I'm seeing more and more founders kind of be open to going to search a little bit earlier. I think that's an interesting part of this as well. You doing anything to get more proactive to figure out what's coming down the pike, whether that's working with deal teams more closely or actually working with, you know, the heads of the portfolio companies to figure out what might be coming, but not necessarily like what's on the slate today. Yeah, the I mean, yes, like we're <laughs> we're trying to get to a point where we're a little further ahead. It's definitely been a reactive approach thus far. And, you know, frankly, a lot of like pent up demand within the portfolio to like talk to somebody about talent. So, you know, coming in the door, it's been, again, a little bit more advisory than than I probably am used to. It's been uh, a lot of information gathering with the founders, 
you know, working closely with the investment teams, especially when we're getting like monthly and quarterly, you know, either updates or board meetings, like a lot of times key hires are listed there. But interestingly enough, like one of the, one of the challenges uh, of this role is that I know that there's a lot of like executive level or leadership level needs, you know, across the portfolio, but most of those roles aren't posted, right? Because like the leadership roles are typically the last ones to have a job spec put together for them. So like getting into the founders' heads and and understanding and uncovering what might be three to six months down the line is like a really key part of what I'm trying to do. And it's more challenging than you would probably think just because A, there's so many founders and B, a lot of them are tackling the things that are right in front of them, not necessarily the things that are six months out. Yeah, six months is an eternity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I imagine that like that sort of behavior would be, you know, very correlated to like proactive pipelining eventually. I mean, you're, you know, you're relatively new in your role. You know, I, I know that you're getting new systems set up, but I'm curious of like how, you know, uh, instrumental do you think that that will be once you, you get up and running? Yeah, I think, I think the, the proactive uh, pipelining component of this role is, is certainly a, a big one. Um, you know, right now we're kind of like dictating <laughs> the networks that we're building and the candidates that we're reaching out to based on the most recent conversations that we've had. Right. You know, for example, like there's a couple of like head of meets VP of product roles across the portfolio that are somewhat similar. And we're, you know, we're going out and, you know, building those networks, getting to know people, uh, Mikel, who I mentioned, is very strong on the product and end side, much stronger than than I am. And hopefully, like, we'll uncover a number of candidates that'll be, you know, kind of able to introduce and repurpose to to multiple. But it's very much like we have a call or meeting, you know, for a priority hire, and then we we are going back and and kind of building that. But it would be amazing uh, in the future to obviously be like, oh, well, we know these five people in whatever functional area, and you should talk to them kind of immediately. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the a lot of the role is also to get the founders to start thinking about, you know, what is the exact level, what is the exact archetype of somebody, what should their background look like. Um, so a lot of it is like very high level, like let's, you know, let's kind of like brainstorm our way through this when, you know, again, not a defined spec, not an exact, you know, feeling for leveling a role. So we're kind of providing, you know, different options in terms of candidate levels and backgrounds. Check sizes being so big, announcing that next round is not enough of a draw anymore, right? You have to have some meat behind that, something more exciting. So yeah, that's right. I imagine it's, it's challenging. Um, any roles uh, that stand out as particularly hard to place or, or find right now? Yeah, well, they're all hard. Uh, if I'm being <laughs> honest, like I, I certainly haven't had too many layups. Um, yeah, that's a good. It's a good question. So I think product has has certainly I mentioned, but it's certainly been like a top of mind you know, pretty, pretty essential need for us, like investing in a lot of bottoms up SaaS uh, businesses, um, kind of that first head of sales has been a really key need within the portfolio. There's probably honestly like 20 of those on my radar right now. And, you know, if you think about like, again, investing in like technical founders, writing a series A check, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we've got a little bit of product market fit, but we need to like bring somebody in to help us scale kind of our revenue, you know, ops, if you will. So that head of sales has been a really key one as well. And then again, I don't think there's a, it, it, this is like 
drastic and tangential and dramatic, but I, it doesn't feel like there's a tech company in the world that is doing great on eng product design, you know, hiring at kind of a mid to senior level. So there's a lot of those conversations as well, although we're not diving quite as deep there in terms of like candidate introductions, if you will. It's mostly director level plus focused. And backing up a bit here on the last question to have a little fun. Um, so executive search is a very traditional space, right? I'm curious with your you know, extensive experience, um, what long held beliefs or even habits uh, do you think are outdated at this point we should move away from? I'll probably look at this a little bit through the lens of, of wanting to give our founders advice. Uh, so maybe bear with me for a, a quick second. Um, but I think, I think there's a little bit of an over-index when considering a search firm to only focus on who the partner that you're talking to is, right? And it, it makes sense because they're the, they're the one that you've got introduced to. Most likely it's through your VC. There's probably some trust or, or rapport there. Most of those folks are, are relatively important impressive, right? Like they're going to know the space that you're in. They're going to know some of the key players in whatever, you know, functional area or, or kind of sector that, that you're playing in. Digging into like who their search team is, what their roles are, how they, how they build their search teams, right? Rather that's a, you know, an associate or researcher, whether you've got an EA, uh, you know, to help drive, you know, process and scheduling, whether you've got another senior person in the search that's really going to hold the hand of, of that internal team. I think all those things are, are frankly, equally as important as who the senior search partner is. And I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for that comment from my senior search partner friends. Uh, but I, I just think like, you know, the senior partner is going to be amazing when, when the search is on fire, they're going to be amazing when, you know, it's, it's time to like help close a candidate. They're, they're, they're going to be able to add a lot of value, no question, but you know, the team is going to be the, the ones that are, you know, for 90 to 120 plus days who are doing the heavy lifting around mapping and outreach and follow-up and, and driving interest in the company and the, the specific role. So, you know, that's probably my, my thought based on first question, I feel like maybe I'm going to like ping you with a follow-up of like, gosh, why didn't I think of, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Or you'll get a, a bunch of uh, emails. Yeah. From oh yeah. They're coming. Colleagues they're definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, this was extremely helpful and thanks again for joining Sam uh, and good luck on your new role. Yeah. Thanks so much, Mike. Great to be here. All right, take care. Yeah.